Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the Men's Room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The Podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. 9.9 KISW. We return to the men's room with Miles and Thrill. 39-year-old Florida woman is facing a felony battery charge for allegedly striking her 68-year-old boyfriend in the eye with a thrown avocado. Oh. Now he's 68, she's 39. So he was doing okay for a while. For a while. So he took an avocado to the face. Police say that uh, Carlene Bizwanger and the victim have been living together in St. Pete for uh, about a year. They've been engaged in uh, consensual sexual intercourse, they said at the time. During the confrontation Why Sunday evening. Why did they point that out? You I don't said know. their boyfriend, girlfriend. We just assumed. Yes. Uh, she threw an avocado at the victim's face, causing injury to his right eye. He also allegedly threw a hanging rod, that, or she did, that, uh, that struck the man in his arm. A portion of the incident was witnessed by a neighbor. Uh, the alleged battery occurred in an apartment complex uh, for residents age 62 or older. Our question, what hit who in the face? 206-803-ROCK. Uh, a couple of quick texts here. It says, I'm a 32-year-old, and on this day, I found out that blue eyes are more susceptible to sunlight. Maybe I should start wearing sunglasses. Maybe that is why my eyes are slowly getting worse. Thanks for the info, Ted. Who <laughs> does not have blue eyes? Uh, and regarding today's question, it says... Swimming in the pool once took a face full of vomit for my two-year-old daughter who was standing at the edge of the pool. Man, once you have kids, somehow, either they accidentally hit you in the junk, right? I had gone Mm -hmm. 30 years without taking any kind of shot down there. Once I had kids, I've taken multiple shots. Not so much now, but when they're younger, you know, the headbutt you, whatever. Uh, But the amount of things that land on your face that are very, very disturbing, which includes urine, blood, pus poop, turds, like all of these things have hit me in the face. And but like, it doesn't seem to bother you too much at the time for whatever reason. Somehow it bothers you less, right? Yeah, I don't understand. And it understand doesn't make it. sense. Like, it's still a turd, but somehow, oh, it's my kid's turd. It could be so. your significant other. You don't want to clean it up. Like, oh, absolutely. You not. will, but it sucks. Right. But it's your kid, you're like, oh, are oh, you well. okay? Are you all right? Okay. <laughs> what hit who in the face? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Elijah. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hola. Hola. So what hit who so, uh, in the face? Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> when I was younger, like uh, 15, 20 years ago, I was at a buddy's house, and we were just playing on the computers in his bedroom or something. And uh, his little brother's friend and his little brother, they come in, and they're just they're squirting us with these little, like, handheld squirt guns. Yeah. 
And eventually I just got like fed up and I chased him around the house, you know, and he ran out the, the front door and, um, they had this like probably four foot fence in their yard and I hopped over it to, you know, get an advantage, I guess. And mid air, he throws the gun and uh, chucks the gun and just hits me right in the face. And it, it hit me in the like right eyebrow and it just slid it right open. There's blood all over the place. <laughs> Does the kid feel bad? No, no, no. It's funniest thing in the world to him. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Sounds like it was full of water, too, at the time. Yeah, it probably must have been because it was heavy. I miss those. I miss, I mean, I, I know the super the little, soakers of the world. But, but just the we, little we pistol. Just, yeah, we used to have pistols. They, they worked fine for us. That, that, that's all we had. But I, They sucked. They sucked, but you had to get closer to engage. You know, the super soaker, my kids are hitting me from like 30 feet away. I'm like, well, this isn't even fun, right. you know? So at least with the pistols, right? They don't always fire. They always leaked, but at least you had to get up close to each sure. other. I mean, we had cap guns, for crying out loud. They just go pop, 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 pop. And that's literally all they did. Well, the cap guns, did. right, but they made the sound. I'm just saying, those old school ones, man, they suck. Super Soaker really came into fashion when I was a kid. We now, were, look. We were like, thank God. The Super Soaker, look, it, it, the, the old squirt gun does not compare to a Super Soaker. We understand that. But did you think they sucked at the time? Did you, yes. like, already know that they sucked? Yeah, because they were always leaking. Always. That little plug never stopped. And, I, I mean, it just seemed like you used it twice, and it would stop working. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know the Super Soaker invented by a NASA guy? Really? Yeah. Because he was tired well, of watching his kids play with inferior uh, water guns. So he started working on it in his off time. Hmm. Okay. I'll well, be damned. It killed the water balloon fight. What, uh, what Still, hit who uh, in the face? It did uh, not. It yeah. did not because now I only discovered this about four years ago. So it used to be if you're going to do a water balloon fight, everyone kind of had to pre-fill their balloons and you had to set up a time. Now they have these things, man, and every summer this happens somewhere in my yard. But they have about 100, uh, it's probably about 50 balloons deflated on one kind of cap. You screw this thing over your hose and they can fill up all of them in about... 12 seconds. Damn. So when okay. they're fighting, man, I mean, like, there's water balloons everywhere. They're not as big as the ones we have, but yeah, seriously, they'll fill up like 25, 50 at a time, and it is go time. And go to Seafair. Okay. Go out on the water. The water balloon fight is is alive and thriving. And you know what's great about it? It doesn't hurt. It's the only time where I know there's a bunch of kids at the house, and no one's crying. Mm -hmm. Inevitably, yep. they go on the trampoline, someone's going to cry. If they're throwing the football, as happens to many kids, it goes through your hands, hits you in the face, somebody cried. Water balloons, never ever. What's up, what hit who in the face? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Sean. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, guys, what's happening? Hola. 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 Hey, uh, so let me start by saying I'm a firefighter, so this, you know, is assumed it to be a pretty dangerous job. Um, yes, yes, we assume it's a dangerous job. Yes, we do. <laughs> in Pierce County, it is. Anyway, um, I uh, a couple summers ago, I was at the firehouse, and uh, about, I don't know, just coming on shift, and I went uh, into the bathroom to do my morning uh, my morning business, and uh, mm -hmm. I opened the bathroom stall door, which, you know, a heavy metal stall door. The uh, top hinge at that very moment failed, and the stall door came, the bottom hinge held, the top one failed, it karate chopped me right in the nose. Oh, the uh, the heavy metal corner of the stall door and broke my nose. So, um, yeah, as a firefighter, uh, I broke my nose trying to go take a crap. And let, let me ask you this: When it hit, because you don't know this is going to happen, it hits you in the nose, which oh, no. always sucks. Did you poop yourself? 
No, no, I was, uh, luckily I had time to uh, <laughs> gather my composure and I uh, uh, used the, uh, the medics were there, ran me into the ER and mm-hmm. I got the whole, the month of July off because I couldn't work because we have to wear a respirator and stuff, so. Yeah, it all worked point. out, but it was kind of comical that that's how I got injured being a firefighter. Did you, ever, did you poop before you sought your medical treatment? <laughs> no, I just, I just went so, and held it. <laughs> you got a bloody, broken nose, and you're still holding the poop. That, see, that's Pretty too much, much yeah. for me. Have you ever... Have you ever I, remember, I, may have, I may have kind of... I probably... I think I went when I got to the ER. <laughs> have you ever been uh, injured in the line of duty? I mean, not that kind of duty, but, you know... <laughs> Uh, I just located a shoulder, and I've got a few stitches. But did something fall on you? Uh, I fell down some stairs. Mm-hmm. I don't have it. Where yeah. are we at in Pierce County? Uh, right now, I'm working in Puyallup, but I Central Pierce. I work for uh, we Spanaway, Parkland, Puyallup. All right. All right. What what percent of the calls that you guys get are actually for a fire? Um, I, it's. Very, very small. I mean, we get a lot of alarm systems that are malfunctioning and sure. fire-related things, but most of it's medical. Yeah, that was because I, I read about a fire once a day, and obviously the fire department mm-hmm. will be involved in that news story, but I read about fire departments 15 times a day, and like I said, one of them is for a fire. Everything else is stupid. Yeah. You ever yeah, get, pretty much. <laughs> like little kids, or miles, what? You got your head stuck in the railings of your I stairs. Yep, I was a young kid. Uh, cats in the tree. like Car so, accidents. Right. So when you guys stuff, still have your yeah. training, you know, all the training, at least that they show mm-hmm. the public, is you got your gear on, man, and you're, you're dealing with controlled fires or climbing up ladders. But do you have any other training to deal with the dumb stuff? You know, this guy has a padlock stuck on his penis. You know, we got to call the fire department. Uh, just the ability to keep a straight face when others can't. <laughs> okay. What's the most ridiculous situation you've, you've come into? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, we went for a guy that had um, some sore genitals, I guess you could say. And we see a lot of weird things. But he decided, you know those sharpener things that come with your knife set? Yeah. He decided to put that in his um, Rectum. urethra. In his urethra? How would that fit? Oh, my God. Those are pretty thick. Yeah, I don't I don't know why, but, the, yeah, that was kind of a weird one. Um, That's not kind yeah, of weird. I, Do they let yeah, you was, in on what it is you're going to see? So, like, you get the call. You guys are in the truck. And they say, hey, uh, you know, this man has a, a, a knife sharpener inserted in his urethra. <laughs> or is it when you get well, there? Yeah, Oh no, he wasn't forthcoming at first. <laughs> he had to, we had to coax it out of him what he really had done, so um, we could tell the ER staff. So it wasn't. It still wasn't in there when by the time you got. No, there. no, no, no. He he had done it as several. I don't know, man. It was it was one of the weirder ones. Um, and why is it yeah, that they man. call you though? You know what I mean? Like I don't know who you call if I have a knife sharpener well, in my urethra, but I would not think, hey, these guys trained to put out fires. That makes sense. <laughs> well, he was. It made him like. Sick and in pain, and so he called for paramedic service, uh-huh. which we are the fire department. So it was more of a medical aid, <laughs> medical aid issue. But um, and I asked him how far he put it in. And he goes, all, and he looked at me really weirdly, and he goes, "Well, all the way." Well, oh, well of course, oh dummy. Yeah. Oh my god, gotta have Why fun. You? And uh, how long did it take you to get him to tell you the truth about what had happened? Well, I, he was in so much pain. I gave him some morphine. And then after I administered the morphine, he started spilling. Okay. Spilling yep. Aha. Aha. <laughs> okay. Some truth serum. Right. What, uh, what hit who in the face? 206-803-ROCK.
My God, man. Hello, Joe. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. Hey, so for, first thing I want to tell you guys, man, I had a blast hanging out with you guys at the uh, men's room live thing. Oh, right on, man. Uh, Thank you, brother. But, but like Julie and I just kind of drug our way through and forced our way through to talk to you guys and stuff. So. Oh, nice. A lot of people did. Don't even worry mm -hmm. about it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But, uh, no, so my story is uh, about 20 years ago, back when I was like 21, 22. I was over at my cousin's house at like a house party, you know, normal, typical thing back in the day. And uh, everybody was doing beer bongs and stuff, and I just can't, I just can't do that, you know. I'm just one of those guys. And there's some dude there. He was like the neighbor. He kept chirping at me all night, you know, like running his mouth. And uh, finally, you know, later on in the night, um, I made my last drink. And then, uh, you know, it was, I, I was walking by him, and he just kind of stuck his finger in my drink. And I, that was kind of the last straw for me. So my, my cousin said I looked over at her, and then I had my, that, that Grinch grin. And then I just turned around, and I, I slumped the guy. And uh, I guess I kind of started doing the ground and pound thing. And oh. they had to carry him outside. He, he was knocked out cold, and they had to carry him out and laid him on the sidewalk for a while. And he was there for... He was there for a good probably hour or something before. Like we were kind of worried at first because, uh, you know, I thought, I, I thought we were or you good. were. Yeah, if he's laying there for an hour. You should be worried. <laughs> well, honestly, I, I was I was too caught in the moment where I was kind of I wasn't really worried about it like everybody else was. But you know, like looking Wait. back, I'm, I got lucky that, that he was okay. So why was he chirping at you all night? Did, was it someone you knew before, or this guy just decided he didn't like you? He just didn't lie. I've never met the guy before. He was one of the neighbors, and he was, uh, I mean, you know, I'm not a small guy. I'm 6'2", but this guy was like, he's like 6'4", and a little bit bigger than me. You know, I, a guy that I didn't really want, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to fight him at all, you know. Well, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you think, but, uh, did, did, No, he, just, he was just chirping at me all night, and I just had enough of it, you know. Did you knock him out with the first but, punch? I think so. <laughs> okay, because you said know, you ground and pound him. That, right. that, that's where the ref pulls you off. And right, says, right. Hey, man, he, he, well, he's gone. Yeah, it was like it was kind of it was kind of those blurry things. I don't remember all of it, and until my cousin reminded me, and then I, you know what I mean. I just remember punching the guy, and then and then I went down to the gas station and I poured. I bought another beer and I poured it on him as I walked by back in the house. <laughs> wow. And then, uh, yeah, I was pretty pissed off. You know. <laughs> you don't say. Had you had you given him the warnings? Uh, well, I didn't really, I just told him to leave me alone, dude. I wasn't like, you know, I'm going to, like, watch your mouth or we're going to fight, you know. I was just like, whatever, dude. Like, man, just, you know, quit bugging me, you know. Did you talk to him after he and came, then, too? No, I never saw him again after that. He okay. never showed his face. Like, nobody ever saw him again. He just kind of disappeared. Yeah, well, that's called shame. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, dude, you, you beat his ass. <laughs> you walked to the store to get a beer, and as you walked by, you poured beer on him. I mean, like, I'd be pretty embarrassed myself. Yeah, that's not a good look. I know years ago, uh, my buddy Leon and I, we were at a bar, same bar we always went to, but there was kind of a different crew in there. And this guy fires up, and he's saying all this racist crap, right? And it's kind of let it go, but it's now closing time at the bar. And so... Everyone, yes, thank you, Mike, for saying. <laughs> everyone is shuffling out. So, talking, maybe 80 people were all leaving. And this guy jumps on my back. And he's hammered. So, he's not doing any damage. Jumps on my back from behind me. He's got his uh, left arm like around my neck. And he's trying to throw like these punches to my head. And I'm even smiling. And like I said, he's pissed drunk. So, he's doing absolutely nothing. But everyone's like, <gasps> 
And before I could say anything to this guy, Leon had stepped out of the bar maybe two minutes before me to start smoking. Leon sees this go down. I don't see Leon. I don't. My back is to him. And then there's kind of this weird thump behind me. And this guy that had been on my back goes face down on the sidewalk, right? As drunk people fall. So it's just a, a bag of bricks, man. And then there's like this pool of blood coming out. Leon's like, we got to go. So we did. And uh, so I'm saying to Leon, like, what the hell, man? He goes, I saw the guy jump on your back. And according to the people that were there, Leon was on the other side of the street, ran across the street, jumped off of a car hood, not a moving car, a parked car hood, and just came down and clocked this guy, right? I mean, and just smashed him, you know, face down, and we rolled out. So, fast forward, I'd never met the guy before in my life. Fast forward to the next morning, I go into work, a little bit hungover, and I worked at a restaurant. And this guy we worked with, Stoner Bob, because he's exactly what he sounds like. It's like, dude, I heard last night you broke someone's jaw. I said, was his jaw broken? We kind of rolled. He goes, oh, yeah, man. Like, he's in the hospital wired shut. But everyone says that you did it. I looked at him. I was like, you damn right I did, man. <laughs> it was not me. It was like, but everyone thought it was me. Never saw the guy again, though. But we would get, like, updates. But, yeah, they had to wire his jaw shut and all that. And when I told Leon, uh, Leon has very basic, had very basic philosophies about life. I said, man, apparently you broke that guy's jaw, man. He said, well, that's good because the thing that got him into trouble was running his mouth. Yeah. Then I just saved him from himself. I told you, the toughest thing I ever seen in high school, and this guy, Miles, you'll appreciate this, he ended up playing tight end at Marshall University. Okay. So he was a big man. He's still a massive dude, right? Okay. Real nice guy, if you know him. Kind of, sounds a little bit like Leon, <laughs> like Leon right? Yeah. But he liked fighting. He like didn't Leon. mind. You know what I mean? He was a couple years older than I was. I remember being like a sophomore or something, and me and Burris are getting all hammered. We're like, should we mix it up tonight? And he's like... Dude, we can go to whatever bar you want to and just kind of bust our way in. I'll, you guys can start whatever you want. I'll finish it. But we were at a party <laughs> oh, once. Geez. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mike, to this day, that's all he does is work security. Uh, I don't know what happened. Something about Laurel or Greenbelt Turf. So there's these other guys. So he, my buddy is like, yeah, all right, we'll fight. This dude pulls out a bat, hits him across the back, and he just eats it and then takes the bat. And you've never seen fear like you see when say, he took, What did that dude's face oh, look like? When he took that bat and just ate. Because, I mean, this guy took a full swing and he just ate it. Yeah. He whooped. I mean, he beat those guys bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, granted, he had a bad brew. I mean, his back was messed up for Sure, weeks. sure. But just to see somebody just take that and then steal the bat. That your problem's coming your way. What's on what hit who in the face? 206-803-ROCK. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Barking before running off into the woods. Well, uh, when Kelly's 64 years old, she goes to see what's going on. And as the frightened dog ran back out of the woods, a bear was following close behind. She said the bear looked at me. I looked at the bear. I think we're both uh, kind of scared of each other. Kelly confronted the bear head on, though, and when the bear stood up as tall as it could, she stood up as tall as she could. And then she punched the bear as hard as she could in the nose. The bear responded by biting Kelly's right hand. <laughs> Puncturing her wrist before letting go and running back to the woods. The dog was uh, um, un- unharmed, but she punched the bear. What hit who in the face? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Matt. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, bitchola. Hola. It's been a long time, gentlemen. I want to give a shout-out to my wife, Joan, for telling me to call in. But uh, years ago, around this time, Christmas time, we had a girlfriend, very tough girl, who didn't want to go to work. I won't mention her name. She didn't want to go to Toys R Us. So she said she, she called in and said she got hit by a softball in the eye. And she looks and she's like, Matt, can you hit me in the eye? I was like, I can't hit you in the eye. You're a girl. Well, my buddy Red, as all redheads, a little fiery, he's like, I'll hit you in the eye. And uh, she backs up to this wall, brick wall. And uh, he's like, I don't want to hurt you, though. How hard do you want me to hit you? And she's like, you can't hurt me, Red. Right when she got done saying that, blam, he blipped her in the eye, cut her eye, smacked her head on the back of the uh, brick wall. So she had a big lump on her head. It's like, well, now you got an eye and a head to go in and tell him. Because she didn't want to go to work. She didn't want to go to work. Nope. Why did she back her the back of her head up to a wall? A brick wall. Yeah. yeah. Like before you even said that, I was like, oh, she's going to split her head open. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, we may have been at the bar. Again, don't want to shout out any names. Maybe the Spot <laughs> Two Tavern in North Seattle. Now okay. it's the Pinehurst Pub. Ted, you may have been there. What, uh, what What kind of job did she have? You said, did she work at Toys R Us? She was working seasonal at Toys R Us and didn't want to go in and do it like a midnight stocking shift. But it's seasonal at Toys R Us. It, like you're gonna be busy. Man. I'm just wondering who, who, plays, plays, who plays softball in late uh, November, early December. Well, good softball players. <laughs> Was that? Are you talking about old Two Bells in Belltown? What's that? You talking about the old good burger place, Two Bells? Yeah, yeah, that place was awesome, but it had a lot of brick. It did have a lot, of, a brick. lot of brick. Men of Two was, Bells. This was Piner's Pub. Now it's now Piner's Pub. It was a spot too. All right. Oh, it was called the spot before the. Yeah, I've heard of it. Well, there's there's a place called the spot in Renton too. I've been there a few times. All right. I've been to Pinehurst. And you lived to Belton. You went to Two Bells. Before I went to Two Bells. They I bought the shirts. Burgers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, dude, these burgers are fantastic. They had good fries too, man. So I remember yeah. they had the shirts, and I'm like, you know, I'll buy a Two Bells shirt. And I swear to God, a year later they closed. I was in there one night, and they had to get rid of a keg. Right. But it was like some dark, wintry beer, like a stout, right. which I don't drink a ton of. I was like, I'll help you. I puked my brains out that night. Were they giving you a discount to help them uh, get rid of it? Oh, yeah. Like, I, the bartender kind of knew me as I lived in the neighborhood. So he wasn't, tra- he was like, just drink them, dude. I was like, cool. Cool. Or maybe it was a porter. So I just remember, and the girl I was dating, it's like 4 a.m., and she's like, I, for the bedroom. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what hit who in the face? 206 803 Rock. 
Hello, Lance. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, can you hear me all right? Yes, we can. I can hear you, Lance. So, I I was called in and told you about the pickaxe incident when I got hit in the head with a pickaxe. But I I lived in Texas for 26 years. And, you know, back in the 80s, it was lead, gasoline, and heat. You know, nothing but violence. So, but in bars, big guys used to want to pick on me. And they used to do the, you know, I'll give you one punch. Why did big guys want to pick on you? What is it about you the big dudes are like, let's go mess with them? I don't know. It, it was in Texas in the 80s, in the early 80s. It was just violence. Okay. So, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's because I had, you know, I was always sitting around with two or three girls and shooting pool, doing whatever. But they would always say, I'll give you the first punch. I'll take the second one. Right? Whoever gets knocked out loses, of course, but we'd always put money on it. What and a fun bar game. After, <laughs> yeah, it was a bar game. So i take the first punch. And most of these guys are pretty big. And you try to hit him in the jaw just right. I broke one jaw. But uh, I'd always hit him just right. And I only knocked one guy out. But everybody else, I broke three hands on my forehead. <laughs> and this was a regular occurrence? Well, it happened about at least a half a dozen times in my life. Well, you don't seem any slowed because of it. Well, I mean, I got hit in the head with a pickaxe in 86 when I was 21 after that. What part and of I Texas was this? It's full of Texas. All right, noted. Mm-hmm. Where? It was a hi-hat right down there in TCU area in Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth. And the only time I've ever been knocked out, and the pickaxe didn't even do it, was by three TCU football players. Yeah, I can believe that. Okay. So. It's a man with a thick skull that we're talking really to. really is. Speaking of getting punched <laughs> in the face. But no damage, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I don't remember the pickaxe story, but to his credit, it sounds very cordial. It like, does. The guy man. comes up to you, he says, hey, I want to fight you. Goes, Let's bet money. You take the first punch. I get to punch you next. Whoever knocks whoever out gets the money. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think my response would be like, no. Man, that's all right. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of the impression I got down in Austin from BSing with people. What's that? Like, Texas is a little looser. They want you to have a good time. They are a little looser. But it also struck me as the kind of place that you get out of line, one of those giant bouncers will punch you. I believe that. I believe that wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. California woman who punched the Southwest Airlines flight attendant in the face during a flight, breaking her teeth, has been sentenced to 15 months in federal prison. Oh, boy. Viviana Quiones also was ordered by the federal judge in San Diego to pay nearly $26,000 in restitution and a $7,500 fine for the assault in May of 2021. The Southwest flight began in Sacramento and ended up in San Diego. The 29-year-old Sacramento woman is prohibited from flying for three years while she is on supervised release and must participate in anger management classes and counseling. She pled guilty to one count of interference with a flight crew member and attendant, admitted she punched the flight attendant in the face and head with a closed fist and grabbed her hair. Neither she nor her attorney could be reached for comment. During the flight's final descent, the attendant just asked her to buckle her seatbelt, stow her tray table, and put on her face mask properly. Instead, she began recording the flight attendant on her cell phone, pushed her, then stood up, 
punched a woman in the face, grabbed her hair before other passengers intervened. You videotaped your own crime. The plea agreement said the flight attendant suffered three chipped teeth, two of which needed crowns, along with bruises, a cut under her left eye that needed stitches as well. I mean, come on, man. Look, the, the one thing about flying, we have flown internationally, we have flown domestically. I've been on puddle jumpers, I've been on big planes. When you're doing your descent, you put on your seatbelt, you fold up the tray table, put your seat up, right? right. All the little ticky-tacky things, it's no big deal. First of all, it's no big deal. Everyone is asked to do that on any flight that they take, and they're doing it for your safety. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that's why they're asking you to do it. They recommend you keep your seatbelt on during the flight anyway in case anyway. of unexpected turbulence. You could get thrown into the, the, the ceiling of the plane. You ever take your seatbelt off? I mean, other than I, going I, to I the bathroom. I typically don't. No. I, yeah, I, I, I leave it on. I mean, I might sometimes leave it I'll looser, for, but Sometimes not. I might forget when I come back from the bathroom. Yeah, I mean, I understand but that. I'm but I'm with you. I, Generally, I keep it on there, as I have been on flights before where there was... No warning. There was just turbulence. There was just turbulence. Mm-hmm. And also, inevitably, I know the sign's going to go on anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, just yeah. leave it on. It's not like it's on so tight. Man, you ever get on the plane and uh, you can make general assessments about who sat in your seat before you based on how big or tight the seatbelt is. Yeah. And I've gotten on there where I'm like, maybe my daughter has just flown on this flight because she's about as wide as this can of orange soda I'm drinking. Uh, but more recently, I got on. So I just locked it to see how much extra room. Like, this person had to be one step away from getting the extender. I just thought, oh, my God, man. Last, last, last flight experiences I've had, I've, just, I've sat by terrible people. People who had, like, four bags on them, just seemingly. So there's one bag underneath the seat, so they don't have room to put their feet underneath the right. seat. So now they're they're sprawling out, and they've got another bag in between their legs. And then, like, their stuff is slowly creeping into my area. And... I don't know. Just like I just haven't had the best seatmates. The only one that drives me crazy is, and I agree with Thrill. Like, put your stuff in the overhead bin above you. But if yeah. you have a backpack, like I always take a backpack, just put it under the seat in front of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't put. You don't need to put it in the overhead because people have actual carry-on luggage they need room for. But I feel like generally the people that come on with a backpack, whatever's in the backpack, you're going to access during the flight anyway. Right. Correct. Right. Mine so usually like, yeah, open like, it up and yeah. go, like, dude, just put it in front of you. Yeah. What uh, What hit who in the face? 206-803-ROCK. Now, like Miles, that is one time I travel with extra underwear, socks, and a pair of mesh shorts. On a plane? Always. Really? Hey, just in case you accidentally... Or if my... Like, I mean, I guess with carry-on, it's not as a big risk, but like, if I check my luggage, I've had my luggage lost or show up like... Oh, oh right, just right, in right. case. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That, that, right. that makes sense. A, in case I poop my pants. <laughs> B, in case I... You need them. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> What's on what hit who in the face? 206-803-ROCK. All right, let's be honest. Would you rather poop your pants on the plane and be able to change, right, go in the bathroom? People probably figured out what you did. Or have a perfectly normal flight, but your luggage doesn't make it. I have a perfectly normal flight. Wait for my luggage to get there. I Correct. agree. Yeah. I don't want to put myself on a plane. I don't want to put myself at all. Hello, Kit. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, thank you. Hola. Hola. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> you hear me all right? Yes, yeah. indeed. All right. Let's tell the story. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, no, this is uh, happened in the mid-90s. I want to say it was like right around 95, 96. So... Chicago, uh, White Zombie and Nine Inch Nails put on a show. And so, long story short, I'm in the middle of a mosh pit during the, while Trent Reznor and the rest of the band were destroying the stage. Trent was swinging his microphone. It got away from him, and I'm in the center of the pit. And it just went and flew and smacked me right in the face. His microphone or the mic stand? The phone. So, did, could you hear it over the PA? Kind of, 
Yes. <laughs> and you heard me going, oh, you know, insert swear word there. Um, and it was loud, too. And, you know, I, you know, it took me off guard. The, the other kids in the, in the, in the pit, they were all sitting there looking at me like, holy, holy crap, you just got hit by Trent. So they think it's like a badge of honor that you got smashed in the face by Trent Reznor's microphone. Because by the time, you know, I got my eyes focused again, you know, and I looked up and Trent's like, oh, and then they, the security guards and himself, they're trying to pull the microphone back before it got ripped off the stage. (laughs) Did he, did he apologize on stage or anything or did he just keep on saying? No, no, he just kept on doing it. And, uh, one of the security guards, uh, you know, came up and said uh, he felt bad. I'm like, okay, uh, do I get a T-shirt or anything like that? Right. Like, well, did know. it did it draw blood or open you up or anything, or did it just bap you in the head? It, 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 yeah, I drew a little cut. I mean, that microphone was pretty beat up by the time it got to my forehead. So, <laughs> you know. it's all right, man. I uh, a guy used to play uh, guitar with me years ago. We're on stage playing a club show and. Sometimes you get tripods for your mic stand. Other times, it's just that round iron base. Yeah. We had the round iron bases. And in this particular song, he and the drummer kind of trade vocal duties off. And so Tony goes up to do his part, and his toe touches the end of the the base of the microphone, but it tipped toward him. And I mean, just smashed him directly in the mouth. And you hear the and then just blood. It looks like Gene oh, Simmons. No. I thought it was hysterical because I knew he wasn't like hurt. He's in pain, but he's not hurt kind of thing. He was so pissed, man. But to his credit, he sang through the rest of the song. And I mean, and people are like cheering for him because he is so bloody. And it looked badass. It looked badass. But Tony's not the type of dude that wants to look badass. That is, that's nothing about who he wants he to look is. pretty. He wants to look pretty and he wants to be cool and he wants girls to swoon over him. But he's getting all the attention from the dudes. They're like, hell yeah. We finished that song and, and they can't hear us on stage talking to each other. I'm like, you all right, man? He's like, Man, I'm effing pissed. How bad does my face look? I'm like, well, your lips won't stop bleeding. It's like, God damn it. I'm like, got to finish the show, man. So we finished the show with his blood-crusted lips. What hit who in the face? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Bryce. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hola. Yeah, so I got a, uh, a quick one. Probably not the best uh, best moment, but it ended up working out in the long run. Uh, so... When I was, uh, you know, about 20 years old, I was at a house party with a bunch of friends and, uh, you know, a few drinks in, just a couple, of course. Uh, I heard that uh, one of my friends was outside getting in a fight and there was a big circle around him. So naturally, we all kind of sprint outside to see what the hell is going on. And, uh, you know, a couple drinks in, you don't quite read the situation as well as you should. And... uh there was kind of a, a larger guy leaning in and, uh, you know, arms spread out like he was about to jump into this fight. And uh, so sprinting out decided uh, probably a good idea to hit that guy. So uh, ended up just laying into him full shoulder punch right to his uh, nose and broke his nose. Turns out uh, he was a friend of the person hosting the party and uh, was actually not getting in the fight at all. He was to, yeah, he was trying to help out my buddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, he ended up, uh, you know, years years later, I'm now really good friends with this guy, but, uh, 
Yeah, at the time it was a little awkward because you you go in and a little awkward. Yeah, that's a little yeah, awkward. You end up you end up punching him in the face, and he's just looking at me like, "What the heck are you doing, man?" So, how much longer did it take for you guys to form a friendship? So, like the next time you see him, is it still weird, or is it water under the bridge? I would say uh, probably a uh, half a dozen times of hanging out and, and talking to him about the situation before we. <laughs> Just wrote it off as one of those drunk moments. Okay. All right. How yeah. relieved were you that he got to that point? Very relieved because uh, <laughs> he would probably have kicked my ass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what, uh, what hit who in the face? 206 803 Rock. Hello, Aaron. Welcome to the men's room. Hi there. Hola. Hola. <laughs> I'm calling with a, a Maryland story, actually. Okay. Uh, Hit in the face with a blue uh, crab. <laughs> yeah, not about blue crabs, but we were in water. with water. I went. Uh, so I'm from Maryland. Okay. Go Terps. Um, went to go camping and whitewater rafting and the Upper Gully out in West Virginia. All right. And had just a killer time the first year we went. Uh, went back the second year. Thought we were going to have a great time again. I think everybody else did, but I got the seat in the boat without a foothold and ended up, kept, I fall out of the boat, fall out of the boat, fall out of the boat, and then I finally got smacked in the face with a friend's paddle, and I was like, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> How That's bad on. did that hurt? Uh, it hurt, and my face was puffed up for the rest of the trip. It was... Not as amazing as the first year. Wow. Well, <laughs> you got to remember, that, that is a, that's a very dangerous river. Hey, I, I know it, the, the wilderness yeah. out here is much more substantial, but right. when it comes to whitewater, just based on how those valleys and those gullies are, it's it's a much faster yep. stream, and there's number fours in there, there's number fives in there. Yeah. If you don't know what the hell you're doing, man, you can get caught in a washing machine. Oh, I and, didn't. Nope. I thought I rocked it the first year, the second year, without that. Try the Yakagani. Half in and half out of the boat. Yeah, try <laughs> so the Yakagani River next time. Hey, what part of Maryland are you from? Yeah, there you go. What part of Maryland are you from? Oh, I'm from Pasadena. 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 Oh. I used to live in Pasadena, hon. Yeah. Down there off Ridgey no Highway. Get the hell out of here. My cousin, yeah. Tom, my cousin yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom still lives down there on the water with his family. I used to live by the Big Vanilla. Yeah. Big Vanilla, mm. Iraqi in the health club. Oh, my God. And Footlong Subs and Dairy. Yep. Oh, yeah. Right down there. Pasadena. Pasadena, Maryland. How many times yeah. are you I'm called Hun a day? Yeah, Hun. What's that? How many times are you called Hun a day in Pasadena? Because that was like a Hun oh, capital. Every day. All day, every day, yeah. <laughs> and then you talk to people with multiple personalities. I'm convinced of this in Maryland because you've been interacting, let's say a cashier or something. And they're very kind. They're very pleasant. But it's just the two of you. And somehow when you're leaving, it's like, we'll see you later. Like, mm. There is no we. Use, have just... a good one. <laughs> yeah. Use? I, yeah, I still said it. Have a good one. Yeah. Have a good one. Return of Who Sucks Less is on the way. Enter emails to the men's room at KISW.com next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.